The views or opinions expressed on Ann Arbor Inclusive do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the City of Ann Arbor and the Commission on Disability Issues. For more information about the Ann Arbor Commission on Disability Issues, please visit a2gov.org slash disability resources. Hello everyone and welcome to Ann Arbor Inclusive. I'm Zach Damon. We have a wonderful show for you today as Brian Wilkinson of the University of Michigan Wheelchair and Adaptive Tennis Program join us in studio. Well, Brian, let's get the ball rolling, shall we? First of all, um, can you tell me how long has the University of Michigan Wheelchair and Adaptive Tennis Program been in existence? Yeah, so uh, within the last couple years, um, I saw an opportunity in Ann Arbor um, to actually be at the University of Michigan and um, ac have access to the courts there that are really actually universally designed for uh, a lot of different f types of abilities uh, as far as players go. And um, uh, so it's been in existence really just a couple years now. And um, we have uh, players that are able to come in and, and access the courts fairly easily. Um, and they have locker rooms and all kinds of things there. The facility kind of sold the opportunity as well as actually the community okay. with all the players that it, that it actually has here. Sure. And so you bring up a good point. You talked about you know, the facility, but also the community. So talk about what separates the University of Michigan uh, from other venues with doing uh, wheelchair and adaptive tennis. You know, why, why is the University of Michigan uh, sort of an ideal place for that? Yeah. Um, kind of the big, I guess the big uh, selling point, again, is, is that uh, the accessibility to the facility. But I think even more so, it's just the university itself. Sure. Uh, it's a campus that um, you have all kinds of di di diverse uh, folks. And um, we had an opportunity to get into this space, uh, utilize the, the men's coach there, Coach sure. uh, Adam Steinberg, and, um, and grow a tennis program that what I feel is, uh, is going to do really well in the next, the next four or five years. Sure. It's going to be really, really big. No, that's, but, that's, um, that's you know, to go back to your question, yeah. uh, so the, I mean, Varsity Tennis Center, um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, Zach. No, that's okay. <laughs> don't, don't apologize for anything. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a loaded question, but I think only because there are so many resources at the University of Michigan, the Varsity Tennis Center. So uh, talk about with me how you got involved with wheelchair uh, and adaptive tennis. I mean, what was it to you that really called out to you and said, this is a sport I want to get involved with. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll briefly hit on my history, I guess. You know, like uh, 2005, I was um, a, a junior at Grand Valley State University over on the other side of the state. And uh, I was in a Sunday edition of the Grand Rapids Press for actually weightlifting, if you can believe it or not. Wow. I, um, yeah. When I was younger, I was stronger. Now I'm kind of just wider. But, uh, <laughs> wiser. But anyway, yeah, wiser. <laughs> but, uh, I was in a Sunday edition, and a coach that coaches, uh, her name's Lynn Bender, she is a, a US, she's on the USTA committee. She's the chair for, the, for wheelchair tennis in the Midwest. Um, at the time, she was our coach, and uh, she reached out through a student. They found me through the student portal, okay. and they you know, sent me an email and said, do you want to come out and try tennis? And I was like, what? So like it wasn't something I was thinking, yeah, like tennis is for yuppies. I'm born in northern, born and raised in northern Michigan, where we don't really have the opportunity to play tennis very sure. often. But um, 
but I quickly came out to a, to a practice because I thought, you know what, this, this might be an opportunity to find something the next chapter maybe. And so I came out to a practice. They put me in a, a sport wheelchair, and they hit, put a racket in my hand, and within probably 10 minutes I was hitting a tennis ball. So wow. it was pretty quick uh, that, you know, how they got me involved. And, sure. And then I picked up the sport, um, traveled, and did all kinds of fun stuff with it. Sure. Uh, and, I mean, so is tennis, you know, for those that have never played wheelchair and adaptive tennis, is that something, in your opinion, that's easy to pick up? Not particularly. Um, well, I, I think as far as, like, the sport goes, it's a lot easier than some of the other adaptive sports that are out there, sure. uh, wheelchair sports. Just that, um, you know, tennis, uh, there are tennis facilities, you know, like, you, kind of to jump back to that, uh, not all tennis facilities are accessible. And not all tennis facilities offer, um, a, you know, the not all of the places, not all the clubs allow us to come in and, and play unless we have a membership. Okay. Um, University of Michigan has allowed us to come in, even though we're not members. Oh, wow. uh, we, yeah. we are allowed to come in as a club and, and work with the, the men's coach there. So that's like a, a really big thing, you know. Um, Props to Michigan for allowing us to be in that space. That's right. That's yeah. that's wonderful. That's why they're the leaders in best, right? Because they yeah. try to help facilitate great things in the community and, of course, your program as well. Yep. And, you know, wheelchair tennis is really increased in popularity in 1976 and was introduced at the Paralympic Games as a demonstration event in the Seoul 1988 uh, Summer Paralympics. Of course, since then, uh, much effort has been made to promote the sport and to rid the therapy image uh, that still affects many sports for people with disabilities. And my question to you, Brian, being a person that participates uh, in that, uh, do you see this uh, as an issue with wheelchair and adaptive sports? Is there still a big, you know, therapy attitudes towards adaptive and wheelchair sports? Mm, I think it's just becoming more of a um, an outlet for people. Sure. You know, so I guess in that sense. Um, I guess when, when you say therapy, the thing that pops into my, my mind is people that are newly injured sure. uh, or acquire a disability, right. and then they used to be involved in a sport, but there might be a sport that they were involved in that no long, they can no longer participate in. So I think in, in the sense of uh, tennis being a therapy, sometimes that can be, a, it's actually ends up being a good thing for people. Okay. Um, but at like the Paralympic level, sure. I think it's become, uh, such a competitive thing. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you were able to watch some of the uh, the final matches this year at the I, at I Rio. I unfortunately. But the, it seemed like they, uh, you know, the competitiveness of that, you know, the, the Americans versus uh, the other programs, they, they just seem like they're n nearly as good or equal to some of the able-bodied athletes that are really? out there now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow. So that's where, um, you know, I think uh, just in general, uh, uh, tennis as a wheelchair sport um, is getting more attention. Uh, the U.S. Tennis Association is doing more for folks to try to grow grassroots programs. Sure. Um, yeah, things like that. Well, and speaking of the um, the Tennis Association, you know, you talked with me before the show about, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the great funding that's come from that organization. Uh, you know, grants and things like that that are sort of enabling these programs uh, to continue and also build. Mm -hmm. But you also have, uh, you know, some really interesting experience with that in terms of equipment. So can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, USTennisAssociation.com slash, uh, I believe, like Midwest slash wheelchair 
um, you can go there and there are grant opportunities at the individual level, at the program level, and also um, equipment. Uh, so if you're an individual that is uh, newly trying to get into the wheelchair tennis scene or, or you, you don't know uh, if, if you want to give it a try or not, you are able to go to these resources and um, get individual grants. Uh, for example, uh, with myself, um, there's some expenses in, in travel and, and, and being able to participate and, and go to each place uh, to promote the sport. Sure. Um, at an individual level, you know, I think I, was, I received a $400 grant this year. Wow. So that helps with several different things. Sure. And, um, you know, the equipment uh, requires, uh, if you're an individual just trying to get into the sport, you either have to borrow a sport wheelchair. Okay. Or le uh, lease a chair, sure. um, and then you, so you have to kind of find the outlets, the okay. programs that have them, sure. or you can write for a grant through the USTA, USTA and they do have, uh, I believe, two a year. They give away two chairs a year. Wow. I was a recipient of a sport chair this year. That's great. And that just uh, opened up. I've not, I never had my own sport chair. Okay. I was always borrowing along the way. Sure. And. Um, you know, it's just gratifying to have your own piece of equipment finally, something that you can keep with you and you can go on to public tennis courts or you can go on to, you know, go to clubs where some of your other friends are playing currently. Sure. And it just opens up so many doors if you have your own yeah. piece of equipment. And, and like I said, it's the USTA.com backslash uh, wheelchair tennis and, um, and the grants, you know, once you get in there. Yeah, no, that's, that's wonderful. So, and just to clarify, you know, for those that are watching, so in order, in order, excuse me, to participate uh, in wheelchair and adaptive tennis, you do have to have a sport chair in order to participate. Uh, so they don't provide chairs sort of at the venues that one can borrow or use uh, for the activity? Right. So each okay. club, unless they have an, a crazy outstanding budget, okay. <laughs> um, they typically don't offer a sport chair at a club. So you have to know, you have to know where to go sure. kind of thing. Okay. And, um, you know, in Michigan, there are what I would say there's three really well-run tennis programs, one being the, the Mary Freebed program on the west side, and then Michigan State has a good program, and now here um, you know, in Ann Arbor through, sure. through uh, Coach Steinberg and myself, uh, we have a, a good outlet, sure. a good solid outlet. And we have um, five chairs currently that are kind of first come, first serve. Okay. Uh, no pun sure. <laughs> on the serve. But, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. But, yeah, so... You know, it's, it's, if, you can, if you contact me and you know you want to come and try it out, I can make sure that I, can, that I bring a chair down to a practice and, and we'll have that for you. But, but yeah, it requires the sport chair to be able to play the sport. Well, so make, no, make yeah. no mistake about it. I mean, this program is no racket. You're doing a good thing, Correct. right? No pun intended. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really beneficial for those involved in the Ann Arbor community. But, and I know you didn't want to touch much on this, but, you know, I found it very interesting. So I wanted to ask you just one or two questions about it, if you don't mind. But aside from wheelchair tennis, you're also a very accomplished hand cyclist. So do you mind talking a little yeah, bit about that? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a, you know, hand cyclist. I was, I was paralyzed in 2000 in a dirt biking accident. Probably within four years, uh, I really wanted to, to do something. I didn't know what sport. Um, I had, I, you know, through other people that I had bumped into who were in chairs, uh, using wheelchairs, also paraplegics and, and things like that. Um, they were doing things, but I didn't know how to, you know, 
get like the tennis chair, the basketball chair, the hand cycle. Sure. But um, in 2004, my parents, you know, you know, fronted the money. They gave me money towards a hand cycle. Sure. And I, that's when I had my first hand cycle. And I rode that literally from 04 to 08, just recreationally. Wow. I brought it to college with me, and I rode on campus, you know, and uh, that's how I kind of started out recreationally. But then kind of like the sporting community kind of like saw that I was riding pretty regularly. Sure. And that's when they kind of approached me and asked me if I would be able to coordinate and start a hand cycling program uh, through Mary Freebed Hospital in, in Grand Rapids. And I recruited, the play, I recruited the riders, and then in 2008 and 2009, I became a competitive hand cyclist. Wow. And um, I started with the Fifth Third Riverbank run okay. out of Grand Rapids. It's a 25K. Sure. It's a really well-known uh, foot race, but they do the hospital sponsors a hand cycle and wheelchair, uh, racing wheelchair division. Wow. And that's, that's so, great. yeah, it's, uh, it's got really competitive there. And then, you know, just started recruiting people. Um, and we've got people all the way up at the international or the national level now, rather. And um, they travel to all the national races right now. Mm -hmm. And so our goal is obviously to uh, make Paralympians out of some of these individuals that, that have the the tools to be able to, to compete really well. That's amazing and I mean I'm very confident that that, that can happen. I mean just the fact that you yourself uh, as a Ann Arbor community member uh, have you know really fostered those resources right for athletes uh, with disabilities and in chairs uh, to get involved with that and then eventually develop that dream of being a Paralympian I think is great. Mm -hmm. Can you talk from your experience just briefly how important is physical fitness uh, when having a disability, do you feel that it is something that's very important and why? Absolutely, that's my, that's been my my thing from day one uh, is to promote health and I think for the wheelchair community, um, number one, find an outlet um, even if it's just getting into a 5K race and pushing your everyday wheelchair, but doing something that actually gets you active, gets you gets you moving. Uh, there's something behind movement, you know. There's something about movement. And uh, being mobile, being able to use a tennis chair, um, you're you're moving your body. Even though you might not be able to move for myself, like where I'm not able to move from my chest down, I'm paralyzed at the thoracic five level. But I think movement in general just helps. Like it helps loosen your body up. Sure. Um, it, get, it gets your heart rate up, and it's just a good activity for for anybody mm -hmm. that's uh, that has anything physically kind of like kind of holding them back a little, you know. Sure. It just it, It'll give them a bigger outlet sure. to get into a sport. Well, or just a different challenge. You know, I think everybody faces different yeah. challenges uh, with, with whatever it is, whether it's a disability or whether it's age or, or what have you. But right. I think you bring up a great point about how important fit, fitness is, and I think it's wonderful that you support that and, pr and promote that. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the age range of participants with the University of Michigan Wheelchair and Adaptive Tennis Program? I mean, do you have to be a certain age, or can kids join, or is this primar primarily for adults? Primarily for adults right now. Um, there will be a time that we work more with the U.S. Tennis Association. They have like a 10 and under, sure. and there's other levels of players. Um, but currently, we're an adult program. Uh, if you are like 15, 16, and you... Uh, have really good coachability as far as like the wheelchair tennis side of it. Um, we sometimes will kind of loosen up a little bit and allow those players to come in because 
at that age sometimes we see where we're like, man, they just need that little extra. So we'll bring them up with the adult players, sure. and they just grow so much faster okay. you know, as, as an individual and as an athlete. Sure. So um, sometimes it's good to get them uh, when they're kind of youth, teenager-ish, okay. and kind of mold them. But right now we're an adult program just uh, primarily. I think uh, liability might be a big part of it, but I think more it's just uh, we don't want to take on that branch of it quite yet. Sure. Um, it's kind of a, a, a stepping stone that we'll get there eventually. Okay. But, yeah. Um, talk about, if you can, too, can you share a great memory that you have with me about being involved with the University of Michigan Adaptive uh, and Wheelchair Tennis Program? Uh, what's a memory right now that sticks out for you? Yeah, I just, you know, I work with the adaptive players. You know, I'm a, I'm a wheelchair uh, athlete uh, as far as the, the tennis goes, but I work with the adaptive players as well, folks that are, you know, cognitively disabled. Uh, and I think there's sometimes where that's kind of ends up being the more rewarding thing for me. Um, it, it just seems like, you know, I was given, you know, as an able-bodied individual, I started out life, you know, walking through life, not even realizing what I had. Now I am use a chair and, you know, I have to apply things differently when it comes to sport. But even when it comes to adaptive, it's even more, uh, you know, applying something else. It's another level of helping somebody be able to achieve uh, such a happy thing to do, you know, uh, with tennis. Sure. But I think uh, a good memory is when, um, you know, when we're hitting tennis balls and you just see the smile on the faces of the adaptive players. Mm. And when you see an individual who hits the ball and they watch it through the air <laughs> and they watch it until it actually makes contact with the ground, hits the ground, and comes to a dead stop. And that's when you're like, man, that's because that's, you're able to watch them enjoying that, that moment and it just makes you... Uh, realize that some of the small things in life that they're not, you know, they're just things. Sure. You know, so. I mean, again, what does that feel like? I mean, to, to play tennis, you know, in a wheelchair, I mean, I've seen clips of it and I've, I've seen it live, and to me it's just so visually interesting. I mean, in, in your mind, what does that feel like to play tennis in a wheelchair? Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the advantages to standing tennis is that, you know, you can sidestep along the baseline. And for, uh, for myself and for other individuals who use the tennis chair, you can't sidestep. And so you're literally having to push what I call your buggy. Mm -hmm. I call the tennis chair your buggy. Um, so you're pushing your buggy along, and you really have to, do a lot of, you work, you have to do a lot of movement in order to stay in the game. And um, you know, so I think there's a lot, of extra, a, a lot of extra things that you're thinking about to be able to participate. It's not just you're standing there, you get to hit the tennis ball. There's a, or lateral movement. It's, you have to move your chair in such a symphony sometimes mm. to be able to get it to where you need to be able to return a ball back. And um, it, it's just a different way of playing, um, but I believe it's a, a lot harder way to play the sport mm. from being seated. Uh, there's just a lot of little disadvantages for the serve. You're a lot lower, you know, for hitting it over the net. Sure. There's a, you know, a three-foot over the net rule kind of deal where you have to try to, you know, put a lot of top spin on a ball to get it to arch over the net. Um, so our game is just totally adapted to make it work for us. Mm -hmm. And um, however, you know, it, uh, it's very similar to a standing standing game in the in the sense that um, all the rules and everything are the same, except okay. for we get a two bounce, two bounces to get to it. The first bounce can be inside the court. The second bounce can be outside the court. Okay. And then you know you got to make contact with it. If it's three bounces, 
the points over. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So. And two, I mean, I, I want to talk about this wonderful award that we have sitting yeah. uh, right before us here. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? What is this and what is it for? Yeah, this is the, the Wheelchair Tennis Performance Award. That uh, Actually, our, my, the program that I coordinate, uh, several of the athletes that are involved with that, they wrote uh, and nominated me for it. And it's a pretty prestigious one. Um, prior to me receiving the award was uh, uh, Kurt and Lynn Bender who are actually my, they were my coaches, and, and Kurt was, Kurt was uh, an individual that mentored me sure. in the sport. And so it really just means a lot to me because, um, you know, just my hard work isn't in vain. You yeah. know, it's uh, my hard work that I put forward. Even, it's just a volunteer position, but, sure. um, you know, that, that proves that to me that I'm, what I'm doing is, is in a good direction for what, what we need. And um, so... Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I was honored to receive it. The USTA uh, office uh, secretary or admi administrator, she actually came out of the office up to East Lansing really? during a tournament to, wow. to do, you know, the whole uh, <laughs> giving it to me and things like that. Sure. So, so it was pretty neat. No, that's, that's amazing. And again, I think it speaks volumes for the dedication that you have uh, to adaptive and wheelchair sports and, and, and what you're doing in the community. So congratulations for that award. And, exactly. Uh, you know, I hope you continue uh, your work and know, again, that it's not in vain. Um, mm -hmm. One of the last things, too, that I wanted to ask you, I mean, if someone, again, is interested in getting involved um, with wheelchair and adaptive tennis or wheelchair and adaptive sports, but more specifically tennis, uh, who can they contact? How can they get involved? Yeah, they, can, they can contact me directly, and I, you know, if, it's, if I'm not the actual in, in person that they need to talk to, I can, I'm tied in throughout the, the state throughout Michigan. I, I know a lot of people now and, um, you know, I just have a, a really a plethora of outlets that I can plug people towards. Um, and, you know, they can call me, they can call my, my cell number. I'm available 24-7 for people. Okay. Um, you know, that's the, that's the other part of, of me is that I'm a mentor with the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. So when it comes to peer mentoring or, or needing to be a resource for somebody, I'll I'll talk to anybody any time of the day. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, yeah. Great. Yeah, and I hope that you know more people watching, you know, uh, can know about this program and know what you're doing at the University of Michigan, and and hopefully can get involved because you know I think you know Ann Arbor as a whole think it's thinks that it's something great. I know I do growing up here and being an Ann Arbor resident do, but uh, hopefully I can speak for some watching and saying that you know what you're doing is a great thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then briefly, um, if we can get a shot of this wheelchair over here, I want to. Have you talk a little bit about that as well? I know you touched on it a little bit early in, earlier in the interview, but if you can yeah, yeah. talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, so this is the, you know, this is the sport wheelchair. Um, this is a tennis chair. It's a, lot, a little bit different in that the, the stabilizer on the back kind of goes out. It exceeds the tires at the back level. Um, so it's not a basketball wheelchair. It's, a, it's an actual tennis wheelchair. Um, the wheels are cambered so that, uh, so that when you're moving around with it, you have a lot more stabi stability left and right. Uh, it's got ratchets uh, so that you're, in tennis you want your body to almost kind of become one with the chair. Sure. You know, so that any of your movement will move the chair too. Okay. And, um, you know, so, you know, it's, it's got a, it's, these, these run typically around $3,200. Oh my goodness, per um, chair. Per chair. Wow. And that's just a stock, that's not even putting, you know, nice wheels and tires and, and and buying uh, lighter weight materials and stuff for them. Wow. That's just a stock chair. Sure. And so, you know, our program, 
Um, like I said, we have four chairs right now that we're borrowing, but as we grow, we want to add more equipment to our inventory of sure. equipment so that people, more people can come out and get involved. But um, it literally, that's, I mean, it either takes you to have the money or be able to find a grant um, to be able to participate. Sure, and I mean, touching on grants, that's really how you get a lot of your funding for the University Correct. of Michigan uh, Wheelchair and Adaptive Tennis Program is through grants and, of course, the U.S. Tennis Association, correct? correct. But also donations, yeah. right? Donations, yeah. And, um, you know, I, uh, when I started this, um, I didn't really um, have, an, have an idea of an organization that we could kind of run it through or anything, but I um, wanted to um, just get the ball rolling. And so... Right now, we're just kind of we're just rolling with uh, with what we have without Perfect. an actual like organization behind us at the moment. So sure. we're we're looking at an organization to either like help us pick us up, or um, we're looking for people to fund it sure. so that we can keep keep paying our court expenses at at the Varsity Tennis Center. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, we just uh, so I have a Razu Razu dot com. Okay. Uh, backslash I think UM wheelchair tennis uh, it'll probably pop up on the screen but okay. um, we have a, a fundraiser that we've created online okay to try to offset our costs that we incur great so yeah. if, if people do want to donate and and be a part of your cause financially they can visit that Razu site and and get involved that way uh, as yeah. well so hopefully yeah. hopefully others can do that as well so mm -hmm. uh, is there anything that you personally want to highlight to youth that maybe uh, have an interest in wheelchair adaptive sports or to parents that say, gee, you know, I want to get my child involved in this or I want, you know, an adult to get involved in this, but I just don't know how. Uh, what would you say to them as a reason to get involved? Uh, just to go, kind of go back and highlight again the health outlet. Um, you know, if you're a, a, a youth with a disability or an adult with a disability, um, you know, I just believe that, um, I truly believe that you need to pick up something. <laughs> Um, so just give us a call, shoot us an email, uh, you know, find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a closed group there. You know, if you're an individual that, that would like to get into our group, message me, um, and we will gladly open up our arms and, and let you in and, and get you going on, uh, on any of the sports stuff. So. Wonderful. And, and hopefully the U.S. Paralympic team, too, can, uh, can do well uh, when they... Uh, go and uh, have the uh, Olympics in Tokyo coming up. I know the Netherlands has had, sort of had a lock on that uh, for a long time in wheelchair tennis. So go USA and go blue. Yeah. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show, Brian. Thanks, Zach. And thank you. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to uh, thanks Brian, uh, for joining us today and hope that you enjoyed the program. Be sure, be sure excuse me, to, turn in to, to tune in to Ann Arbor Inclusive next month. Stay awesome, Ann Arbor.